Hey, it's Eli Sussman here, founder of Fish on First, teeing up this interview between our own Noah Berger and left-hander Devin Smeltzer. Smeltzer, four separate stints on the Marlins roster this year. The most recent one lasted maybe a day and a half. In that brief window, Noah made time to sit down with him and talk about a wide-ranging conversation, most of this not about baseball. Even though Smeltzer was DFA'd again shortly after that, cleared waivers, outrighted to the minors, still in the Marlins organization. I think you'll enjoy this, even if he's not on the active roster at this very moment. You can find previous What a Relief episodes right here on this podcast feed. If you haven't already, rate and review the pod wherever you get your podcast. That's greatly appreciated. Without further ado, enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Water Relief Podcast on the Fish on First Podcast Network. This one's I've been looking forward to for quite a while. If they're fi- they finally have Devin up in the majors long enough for me to get him on a podcast. Um, my favorite thing about him is his Twitter handle, is Alka Smeltzer, which is really funny with the name of this podcast, Water Relief. Yeah. is plot, plot, fizz, fizz, a water relief it is. So this might be the most fitting podcast I do all season. Um, I want to start off. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're turning 20, 28. 28 today. Yep. You were born on the same day as Sanya Contra. Yep. Interesting. How's it feel to be share a birthday with him? Probably the wrong guy to share a birthday with in the clubhouse, but we're kind of joking about it in there. But it's all good. All right. Uh, so you were born in New Jersey. Yep. Uh, grew up a Phillies fan. Yep. Um, we'll get to the whole thing with Chase Utley and uh, all that. Um, you went to FGCU. For a year, yeah. For a year. Uh, where else did you go then? Transferred to San Jack, a Juco in Houston. Oh, yeah, that's right there. I want to start with recency. Mm-hmm. You just threw a no-hitter, a 7 inning no-hitter for the Jacksonville Jumbo Strip, the first in their history. Take me through that whole game, like the, the the emotions. When did you realize what was going on? What was the teammates' reaction, your family? Like, take me through that whole thing. Yeah, it was kind of a running joke afterwards. Um, <laughs> I realized in the second inning that I had no hits. I haven't had the greatest year at AAA. Um, I was like, damn, I have I've let them no runs. And I was like, oh, I let them no hits. So then every inning I came in, I was like, damn, still have no hits. And then fifth inning it hit me that it was a double header it was only seven innings i was like all right like let's let's go for it and you know chavi called an awesome game behind the plate and um it's fun to celebrate it's my first one in pro ball i had a couple in college and high school and growing up and stuff so um it was cool to get that one you know under the belt and be able to get that experience at the pro level and you know in the clubhouse afterwards and uh family was all excited and you know it was good good start to september yeah, and then you get called back up, and you're now here facing the Dodgers, the team that drafted you. And I was watching this morning, just to refresh my memory, I was watching the video of Dave Roberts introducing you to Chase Utley in the clubhouse. Um, for those who don't know, um, Devin uh, was diagnosed with cancer. What, what particular type of cancer? It was bladder and prostate. It was rhabdomyosarcoma. Um, uh, when he was nine years old? Yep, nine. And uh, you won the battle, won the war. Yep. Um, and first off, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. We, uh, I have the utmost respect for anybody who has to deal with any sort of medical conditions mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's, so just from me to you, just 
I have the utmost respect Thank for you. you. Um, what was that experience like when you're you're young, mm-hmm. you're you're a child, mm-hmm. your childhood basically gets kind of taken away from you because now you have to deal with something so serious? Um, yeah, I, it, it definitely made me grow up quick, put life in perspective. Um, you know, for the first few months, I was, you know, very angry, kind of pity party and um you know for whatever reason one day i woke up and you know, i believe in god and higher power and um uh, i don't know there was kind of a light that you know i I was going to make it it was going to be a tough battle and you know from that day on it was you know how can i help better the lives around me and you know don't get me wrong i still had some terrible days and you know trials and tribulations through treatments and you know even to this day i still have side effects pop up here and there and it's a lifelong battle but um you know from that point on it was you know i want to be able to impact the lives around me and it started out in new jersey philadelphia the tri-state area and then you know as my career grew it became a national story worldwide story and um it's just been awesome i've been able to touch you know some lives and um just give some light at the end of the tunnel for kids going through it and their families, just a little bit of hope that, you know, there is normalcy on the other side. So how much has baseball helped you through the, 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 the battles and and the trials and the tribulations? How much has, you mentioned it on the the, the thing with the Dodgers, um, that baseball kind of is what kept you centered. Like, can you kind of explain how that kind of kept you going? Yeah, I had, um, I mean, from chemo and radiation, you pretty much lose your immune system. So I wasn't able to go to school, church, wasn't allowed to go to the mall, anything like that. Um, but I could go outdoors. So um, I was diagnosed in August. So in New Jersey, you're not playing baseball in the winter. So um, it was pretty cool. Pat Fisher, who was my coach at the time, um, when everybody else was in school, he would open up facility for me to come in and hit and get my throwing in and practice when I was up for it. And then once spring came around, I, you know, begged the nurses and doctors if I could play and the head nurse practitioner was not about it. Um, but my head doctor was like, you know, if you feel up to it, you know, go for it. And they told me like, don't be getting hit by pitches and diving. And, you know, every week I would come in with a new bruise from diving over the plate, getting hit, making a diving catch in center or whatever, you know, was that game. And, you're not getting uh, bruised. You're not having fun. Yeah, exactly. I, I was a hard-nosed Northeast player growing up. I looked up to Utley a lot and Cole Hamels, and especially Utley with how he played. I've always been very old school and, you know, play play hard. Um, got ejected from multiple games for running over the catcher and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I would say that back then baseball is what got me through it. It was my sense of normalcy. Um, it let me be a kid. Um, I, I give a lot of who I am today to then, um, I've met a few kids that have gone through the same treatments that I've gone through and, you know, they have trouble walking or, um, from not moving and their, you know, joints lock up and I was blessed enough to be able to move and, uh, keep playing. And I, I give a lot of my health today to, to moving back then and, and playing through it. And, and then on the flip side, you know, baseball got me through it then. And I think now, you know, when things get tough, I look back at those times um, to realize that, you know, I am blessed to play a game for a living. Um, 
you know, I think it's the best game in the world. And, um, we're blessed with this platform to be able to touch lives and, and reach out to families and do hospital visits. And, um, you know, it's always good when you hear about a, a good story. And, you know, again, it's just, for me, it's, it's giving that light at the end of the tunnel that, that there's normalcy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So on the outside looking in, we always, we, we see these stories. We see these things. Getting to meet somebody that not only was one of part of one of the kids that was taken to the field, got to see his favorite player. First off, I want to get into how, how that experience was, but the full circle moment of 20 years down the line or 10 years down the line, walking into that clubhouse and seeing Chase Utley over there and seeing his facial expression when he's told who's standing right in front of him. What was the emotions of that? Like that full circle moment. So the, my whole thing is, you know, I'm, I'm not a big media guy. I, when I do hospital visits, I, I don't want recognition for it. That's not why I do it. And, um, I reached out to one of the pitching coordinators, Brian, who's, uh, uh, Gomi, he was over there still. Um, he, uh, I told him, I was like, look, I, I do not want this to be a big deal. I want to thank Utley on behalf of my family, the hospital, everything he did for us. And they were, you know, it is what it is. And they, uh, it kind of fizzled out. A couple weeks go by, saw Gomes and he's like, hey, uh, they're going to, set you up with Utley tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. No big deal. Um, I got there the next day and there was a full TV crew, mic'd me up, uh, followed me around the day and and took me over and meet Dave Roberts, who's a cancer survivor as well. So we talked for a little bit and then he brought me into the clubhouse again. I was expecting it just to be Utley. Didn't expect a full, you know, Los Angeles Dodgers locker room and spring training to be there. And, um, he kind of just had me stand by the door and the pictures were all over the TVs and stuff. And he started telling the story and inside I was like, you know, kind of pissed about it. Cause I just wanted to be, you know, a one-on-one thing, but, um, seeing how viral that went, the amount of people, uh, that, you know, reached out to me and said, you know, we play this story for our kid before bed who's fighting for it. And, um, and again, Gomes was like, you really think we weren't going to make a big deal about it. Uh, so it ended up being awesome. I really appreciated that experience. And again, it was able to touch so many more people. Um, somehow it got to like South Korea and I got like a big following from over there. And people, you know, going through the struggle with their kids over there, a bunch of emails. And so again, it's, it was awesome to be not just making an impact here, but you know, in some ways, like a worldwide, you know, again, just, just giving that light. Um, so this month is uh, child and cancer awareness month. It's September. Um, they've been doing some events here and there. 
um, do you ever feel, I want, don't want to say like an obligation or like a pressure to come and be at these things, or is just, this just something that like, this is, this is me. Like, this is like, I have to do this. I have to get back. I have to help these people because this, this, this is what I went through. Definitely. I, I mean, I look back at 2020 when we had no fan interaction, there was no hospital visits. There's nothing like that. Um, I realized how much selfishly I needed it um, because it keeps me grounded. It, you know, remember where he came from. And um, again, I, I don't love doing the team things because of the, 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 the camera presence and all that kind of stuff. But um, cause I, I like a more intimate one-on-one, but again, just being able to open up and, you know, be that influence on kids. And um, it's, it's such an awesome experience. I, I had a few years with the twins being able to do it, you know, being up in September and um, it's special, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very cool that I was once in those shoes and, and have gotten to where I am today. All right. So I'll, I'm done with the heavy stuff <laughs> now. All right. Time for some rapid fire questions before we wrap up here. Um, who's your funniest teammate you've had? Oh, man. The guy I've spent the most time with over the years is, is Arise. Um, when I got traded to the Twins, he was on that first team that I got traded to, and then we kind of chased each other up the ladder. And um, He debuted right before I did, or he went to AAA right before I did, and then um, I got to AAA, he debuted, and then you know within a couple weeks I debuted. And, um, he's just an amazing clubhouse presence. He's a good teammate, good person. Uh, and he's always laughing. His laugh is, is contagious. Um, with the team doing the playoff stretch now, the playoff push now, um, being brought up, uh, have you noticed who the team hype man is? Team hype man. I've only been here a day since the push and being in the bullpen. Um, but I mean, not to be cliche, but I, I, I've heard a lot about, you know, the next man up mentality here. And, um, you know, from what I've seen, I mean, you just look at yesterday, Wendell coming up with the big, you know, home run, uh, Stallings, you know, having a multi-hit game. Um, you're always going to have, you know, your electric players, but what makes a good team good is, you know, that next man up mentality and being able to, you know, someone goes down and, you fill it in seamlessly and, and keep rolling. Being that next man up, um, how has it been this season? Bouncing back and forth, is, like how's that whole experience like as 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 a player? Uh, I mean, it never gets easier. Um, you know, there's a business side of this game, and there's roster limits, unfortunately. And when guys get hurt and come back, the guys that came in and fill up usually get wedged out, and you know it's not always a performance issue when you get sent down and it's, you know, kind of been my career. And, um, you know, I've been a, a part of some playoff hunts with the twins and uh, there's nothing like, you know, playoff baseball. I got to experience my rookie year and, um, you know, it's something I want to experience every season for the rest of my life. I can tell you that. All right. Now I'll continue with the rapid fire. Cause I remember other questions <laughs> that I wanted to ask in the middle of the rapid fires. I'm all over the place today. Um, what's your favorite ballpark? You, you can include the AAA ballparks, you can include minor league ballparks. What's your favorite ballpark? Uh, Citizens Bank. I mean, it's where I have all my childhood memories. 
um, and then being able to play there. Um, Target Field is, you know, I feel like not talked about enough on how nice of a park it is. Should be a roof on it. I think that's why it doesn't get the love it should. Uh, yeah, on a lot of parks. But um, it's it's a beautiful park, and um, they all have you know their little things that you know I enjoy. What's your least favorite ballpark? <sighs> least favorite ballpark. I really enjoyed the history part of Oakland, um, but it is pretty left in the past. I can leave it at that. What's your favorite song? Favorite song? Jeez. Friends in Low Places, George Strait. Not, I'm sorry. Uh, Garth Brooks. Good Lord. Uh, so, of the players you've been around, who are you giving the Ox board to? Who are you, whose playlist are you enjoying the most? Man, I don't even know who gets on the Ox in there. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's kind of just on. It's a mystery yeah. player. Um, I know in AAA, whenever Jake Mangum gets on it, it's a good time. Uh, who are you not giving the auxiliary cord to? Damn, I don't know. I'm going to pass on that one. I'm not sure. I'll accept the pass. Of the cities you've played in and been to, uh, major league, minor league, City has had the best food, in your opinion. Anywhere in the Northeast. What's the weirdest thing you've had to autograph? Keep it PG. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've had some, like, weird things sent in the mail. Like, it, it's still just, like, pieces of paper and stuff, but a lot of them were, like, like had, like, weird stories and stuff on them, but that's about it, I think. Mean. And finally, what's one thing that people don't know about Devin Smeltzer? Jeez. One thing that people don't know. Just, that's a stump, stump the question. The hobby that you, that you have. Uh, he's a talent. Um, my wife and I are really, really big into fishing. Uh, we've gone through a bunch of boats, but we... Recently got a 43-foot sport fish, so looking forward to get back on that. I, you know, fishing, golf, and baseball are, you know, probably my three major passions. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course, thank um, you. Is there any, any message you want to give to the fans, family shout-outs, friends shout-outs, anything? The floor is yours. I think we're good. Um, glad to be back and looking forward for this playoff push. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been the Water Relief Podcast on the Fish on First Podcast Network. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.